0: If you listened closely in Bill Guerin's mid-season media availability, you could faintly hear Journey playing Don't Stop Believin'. We'll talk about the comments that Bill Guerin made in regards to uh, not giving up, as well as looking at what exactly it would take if the Wild are indeed going to push for the postseason. We'll talk about all of that on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild, your daily podcast on the Minnesota wild, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham and this is locked on wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of locked on wild, your daily Minnesota wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new content throughout the week. And that's so you can enjoy, uh, can join one of the more rapidly growing comment sections on the YouTube side of things in the entire Locked On Podcast Network. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we will review Bill Guerin's midseason address, the decision to continue to push, as well as uh, what could potentially happen at the trade deadline. Also, some interesting comments in regards to next year, too. And we're just going to take a look. I'm going to pop out the calculator and uh, take a look at what exactly it would take if this team is going to get themselves into a postseason position. Uh, It's... It's going to be tricky. So we'll talk about all that here today. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code NHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, credentialed member of the Minnesota Wild Media Group, and the people's host of the People's Podcast, And let's lead off with this. Obviously, we know on Monday, Bill Guerin had his midseason availability before the win against the New York Islanders. And Guerin is quoted here in uh, Michael Russo's article for The Athletic. If we're going to make the playoffs, we need to be a lot better than we've been. Our core guys, our big players have to be better and produce at more key times. Our special teams have to be better, and our role players have to contribute more than they have. I believe that they can. I believe that they will, or I'm hoping that they will. Garen also goes on to say, I still believe in this group, and I know people are going to say I'm crazy, but I do. I think we've shown that when we are healthy and when we are doing what we're supposed to be doing, we're a good team. So we're going to have to really put our minds to it to try to get it done. Uh, as Russo notes, Garen's overall message before Monday's game was it was time to stop wasting time. Uh, this is as healthy as the Minnesota Wilds have been in a long time. Jared Spurgeon and Vinny Latari, the only two players that are currently on injured reserve and are not in the lineup. And so I get where Garen is coming from in saying that they finally now have the opportunity to get back into this thing. But as we'll talk about later on in the in the episode, it's it's like trying to scale Mount Everest with how the teams in front of them are playing. And we go back to this overall message that I think is what has uh, really annoyed people the most is looking at this group. And what this group is capable of is a good regular season. So let's let's look at the last two seasons again. Two years ago, Minnesota Wilds set a franchise record for goals. Super sustainable, right? Super sustainable to be able to score 300 goals in a season and just have that be the, the backbone of your team. Last year... They scored like 239, I think, was the number. But last year, you got Vesna Caliber goalie play all season. And so two years ago, the special teams weren't as porous as they are this year, but they weren't great. You just outscored everybody. They were one of the best teams in the entire NHL in five-on-five scoring. So you just outscored everybody. And if your special teams gave up goals, if you didn't score on the power play, who cares? Because you were scoring a ton of five on five goals that we have seen in the season since was just never sustainable. And now, last year, you get a season from Philip Gustafson in which he's the second best statistical goalie in the NHL. Marc Andre Fleury played extremely well as backup last year as the 1B. So you get really good goaltending that again masks. Similar issues, especially on the penalty kill, because your goalies are stopping all of the pucks, every one of the pucks on a nightly basis. And now we're seeing this year that if that goaltending takes even a just a, a slight step down, that all of these all these things have been here the last two seasons. It's just that you had the polish to cover them up. And so the notion that this team is capable, it still feels like this franchise is chasing 2021, 2022, which I think a lot of us would agree was of the two years, probably the least likely to be repeated. And this group, this core, The most success that they have had is losing in six games in the postseason. They've done it twice. And some of the veteran leaders on this team have done even more than that. And so committing yourself to a core that just has not had a ton of success and and regular season success too. Look, I'm not trying to take anything away from the fact that the wild had back to back 100 point seasons, but we see how variable things are in the regular season. You may play the Tampa Bay lightning on a night in which Andre Vasilevsky is ill and they're playing a journeyman backup goaltender And you may win a game five to one. That then, if Vasilevsky have had played, you lose two to one. There's a lot of variability in the regular season that can kind of also help prop up these seasons that the Wild have been chasing. And look, I'm I'm not uh, my expectations for yes for Monday's. News conference, press conference, we're probably too lofty to begin with because you're just not, as a general manager for a team that wants to continue to see the XL Energy Center be second in the NHL in attendance, you're not going to tell people we're calling off the dogs. It's just not an, it's just not a realistic, whether it's true or not, it's not a realistic. Expectation for what Bill Guerin was going to do yesterday. Nothing that he said was on uh, in Monday's media availability. Nothing that he really said was earth-shattering, positive or negative. It, but it just it does go to further the notion that this team continues to try to chase what is probably not sustainable. Now, the interesting thing, if you want to look at anything that was interesting that was said is garen not commenting on the investigations and russo talked about this in his article which means that there still are either some legalities in play or something along those lines to where he he can't so if you want to look at kind of some interesting things there that certainly was interesting to hear in the uh, in the session but some of the other things too. I, I want to go to this quote that Garen holds in regards to what, um, what they could potentially do in the uh, at the trade deadline, um, and even going to like let's go to what he said in regards to next season, too. Um, going forward, we are going to need players. Anyway, and I like the guys that we have here. I still believe in them. As we move on here, we continue to insert younger players, cheaper guys. And I think over the last few years, we got Boldy in. Gus is still relatively young. We've got Marco Rossi going. We got Brock Faber, who's looking to be a pretty good player in the league. So we're continuing to get younger, but at the same time, hang on to some veterans that I believe in. And also in regards to what could be done at the trade deadline, Garen says, I do think it's a fair question. I do think that we've got good players and good value. And when you do that, there's going to be a trade-off. And I think in today's game, when you have a place where players like playing like Minnesota limited, no moves or no moves in some situations are that trade-off. Not only that, but uh, Garen talking about the potential for what could be done at the deadline. We have about seven weeks to the deadline, Garen says. So the only way I do something now is if I felt like it was going to improve the team right now. Garen says, again, I like our team. I like our players. I think they have to be given a chance to perform again as a healthy group. And then we'll address the deadline when we get there. I don't think I can give you an answer today to say we're going to do this because that could change. And so that's interesting to me too, because Garen is at least acknowledging the potential, whether outwardly saying like there's potential to buy, which leads you to believe that Jared Spurgeon's status is probably trending towards done for the year to where you actually now have money to maybe play with the rest of this season. But acknowledging the fact that The potential to buy is there, but also the potential to sell. That's at least a little encouraging. But I think the reality of the situation was always that this team wasn't going to just lay down. And whether or not they're able to get themselves back into the conversation is entirely up to them. And it's frustrating because we've seen this team play incredibly well some nights and others there have been. And the no shows seem to continually happen against teams that you can't afford to lose to ahead of you in the standings. So a lot was said, but at the same time, really nothing new in uh, Monday's availability. And I, I've, I saw in the comments yesterday, I saw some, uh, some potential trade proposals, uh, Mike in particular, I know I've seen uh, Trav and uh, and others discuss the potential for some things to be moved. We will hit on that as we uh, as we get closer. Um, but just wanted to kind of recap that news, and also today, just frankly assess. Okay, so if the Wild are going to push the rest of the way, what do they have to do? In order to get into the postseason, which again, Lockdown Wild, I think is pretty adamant. It'd be great to, you know, not rush players back, take a top 10 draft pick, but playoffs is always the goal. And so that's where the team is headed. So, okay, what is it going to take for the Wild to get there? And then I'll let you be the judge as to if it's attainable or not. We'll discuss that. As we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. The NHL season is already halfway over and the Minnesota Wild find themselves on the outside looking in right now. But that doesn't mean you can't still win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. The official daily fantasy app of the Locked on NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether your favorite players such as Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Matt Zuccarello, or Jewel Eriksson Eck record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, or more in a given game. It's so easy, you can set your entire lineup in under 60 seconds, and if you love other sports like the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, or college football, you can play those on Sleeper as well. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, for tomorrow's episode, we will take a look in full detail at the no movement, no trade clauses uh, to see what specifically the options are for particular players as uh, we roll through Uh, The next couple of weeks. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. We'll tell you the difference between a no move and a no trade. No trade clause movement clause 101 coming up for you tomorrow. So let's just be frank and talk about the potential for this Minnesota Wild team to get themselves into the postseason. And we're going to go with the kind of benchmark standard for how teams get in. And that of course is playoff or is uh points percentage. And, uh, there was an article written on hockey wilderness the other day, Luke Sims, uh, talking about what exactly the Minnesota wilds would need to do to be able to get into the postseason conversation. The benchmark he used for, the postseason was 95 points so we're going to keep it right at 95 for the easy math the Minnesota Wild right now are at 41 points in 43 games and so if you take the expected points there of 86 if you divide the 41 that the Wild have by the 86 that they could have had in those 43 games you get a points percentage of 47.6. That's not great. That is not great. And you'd expect that with the Wild at 18 and 25 overall in those 43 games. Now let's look at the, let's just say the Winnipeg Jets, who have the most points in the Western Conference right now. They have also played 43 games. And so they also have a possibility of 86 points in those 43 games. So looking at the uh, points that they have, 62 divided by 86, they are raking in points at a 72 percent clip. And so let's just let's just be honest here. If in the final 39 games of the season for the Winnipeg Jets, which total points in that span is 78 even if the Jets play at a 50% points percentage pace in the final 39 games, that would still give them 39 points, which puts them at 101 on the season. So even if, and I'm just using this as, as an example, we'll get to the teams that the Wild are chasing. Edmonton, Nashville, Calgary, Seattle, Arizona, St. Louis. We'll get to all of them here coming up, but I'm just using this to kind of get us started. So let's say the Winnipeg jets finish with 101 points. Although if we're being honest, especially with Kyle Connor coming back for the jets, they're going to finish with a lot more than that for the Minnesota wilds to finish with 101 points, they would need 60 points in their of the, they would need 60 of the final 78 points of the season which is a 76.9 points percentage over the final 39 games. And that is better than the Winnipeg Jets are playing right now. (laughs) That is a better pace than they're playing currently. Uh, Now, I will say, the Minnesota Wilds, when John Hines first took over, the coach bump, the Wilds went eleven and three, so they got twenty-two of a possible twenty-eight points in those first fourteen games. That's a seventy-eight point five percent winning percentage. But I think what we've seen is that that coach bump wears off after a while. So the Wild, in order to get to ninety-five points, they need fifty-four of the final 78, which is a 69% points percentage over the final 39 games of the season. That's to get them to 95 points. Let's start with the Edmonton Oilers, who have 49 points in 40 games. So they have a possible 84 points remaining. If they play at 500, so if they get half the points the rest of the way, That gets them to 42, and that would get them to 91 points for the season. But the Oilers have won 11 in a row, and they are currently in the first wildcard spot ahead of the Nashville Predators because they've only played 40 games. And so if the Oilers... Drop from their current points pace, which is 61%, they'd have to drop about 10% to fall off. If you play at a 62% pace over the course of 164 points, that's 101 points. So again, that benchmark, we're seeing a lot of teams... Edmonton and Winnipeg in particular Edmonton is trending towards 100 points. Nashville, they have 49 points in 80 uh out of 88 possible. That's a 55.6% uh points percentage and that's in 44 games. So the Predators have a total of 38 games remaining which is a total number of points of 76. So if the Predators play at that same pace, that's another 42 points for them, which uh, gets them to that same mark of 91. That's if they stay at their current pace. So there is the possibility that the Predators maybe get somewhere in that 90-point range. But again, the Wild have to play to get to 95 points. They have to play substantially better for substantially longer than they have at any point this season. And I know we look at the changes made on defense, and that made things look really good against the New York Islanders by in adding Damon hunt into the mix, by getting Jonas Brodeen back and of the two defensemen that the wild have been missing all season. Brodeen is the one that makes the bigger impact coming back into the lineup, but you have to start beating the teams in front of you in the standings. And every time it seems like the wild have been in position to do that. They just fall completely flat. And so it's not out of the question, but it is a very tall order for this team to be able to do so. And uh, so we'll finish today's episode just with some final thoughts as to this mountain and how easy it is to scale because point is very clear is that the white flag is not going to be waved at XL Energy Center the rest of the season. And so uh, we'll just continue to talk about the uh, just the odds of, of that happening as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is also brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only? Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. One final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. And once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everyday listeners like Denny, like Ron, like Trav, like Mike, for all of the everyday listeners, make sure that you tune into tomorrow's episode in which we will take a look at some interesting offseason questions that have to do with no movement clauses Either being modified or kicking in in the off season, so stay tuned for that coming up tomorrow. Spurgeon, Kaprizov, we'll uh, we'll take a look at some big questions that will be facing the Wild come the off season. But I just want to wrap up after taking a look at what this Wild team is going to need to do in order to get themselves into the postseason picture. One of the other big things that we have seen is that there are areas within this organization that are very thin from a depth perspective. And if if it does indeed get revealed, as Garen also discussed, the status of Jared Spurgeon should be known more um, in the uh, the next couple of days, hopefully by the end of this week. If it is revealed that Spurgeon is done, you obviously have the ability to more freely call players up under that long-term injured reserve relief. But I think as we've seen this season, there just are limited options as to who can come up to fill particular spots. And you've already head to weather injuries to Kirill Kaprizov to Matt Boldy to Ryan Hartman to Matt Ciccarello to Jared Spurgeon to Jonas Brodeen, to Freddie Goudreau to Philip Gustafson and we've seen that there are players who are either a little too far away or just don't just don't give you a lot to uh, to be able to put into the lineup and so For the Wilds, a big key for them, if this is going to happen, is to stay healthy the rest of the season. And Garen kind of downplayed the injuries. He said injuries happen. We can't use that as an excuse. But the other part of it, too, is that it just seems like this team was built on the foundation that this roster, when fully healthy, is capable of competing but we haven't we have hardly seen the opportunities to be fully healthy so far this year and that makes it a much harder hill to scale because you're you're just you're hoping that you can get through without having to deal with any any additional injuries and that's that doesn't even count the players who are likely playing hurt right now who deal with just the nagging things on the day to day that you accumulate throughout the course of a long NHL season i'm talking about the guys that have missed time like you you just don't have for the most part tangible players to be able to call up to fill spots and so yeah if you if you're able to go on a run here where most of the lineup or all of the lineup is back and you don't suffer any additional injuries, then you could go on a little bit of a run. And if you have put this decor together and are not going to put the likes of John Merrill or Alex Goligoski back in, if you're finally just comfortable with what Damon Hunt brings you to be able to fill one of those spots, Defense that plays better can help out the goaltending, can help the offense being more comfortable to push. And so I'm not saying that it is, I'm not saying that it's completely out of the realm of possibility. I know the trendy example is to throw around what the St. Louis Blues did down the stretch in 2019, a St. Louis Blues team that was in last place in the um at the midway points of the season like you you look at kind of where they bottomed out before they went on just a torrid run in January to get themselves back into it they were at uh, arguably their worst they were 21 22 and 5, or you could even go to 20, 21 and 5. This is when the Jordan Bennington run started on January 17th. And you look at it, and from January 23rd to February 19th, the Blues did not lose a game. They went from 22, 22 and 5 to 32, 22 and 5. And they just continued to win after that. But the Wilds, the wild don't strike me as other than just getting everybody back. They don't strike me as having kind of the catalyst to be able to propel this team to that type of a run. And maybe I'm wrong, but this stems back to just the overall direction for this team still being to fill the seats, to just be competitive enough where you're fighting till the last day of the season for a playoff spot. And if you come up short, you say, Well, we just had a ton of injuries this year. If you continue to push, then it's more likely that people will continue to fill the seats. But greater good, I would much rather just and and the people that are wondering, you know, how do you pull off, how would you pull off a quote unquote tank? Well, for one, I wouldn't rush people back from injury like you are fully within your right to allow players the proper time to heal. And there are players in this lineup that I think have been rushed back at points this season. So you rest those guys, you throw the youth into the lineup to take their spots and you just kind of see what you've got. That's That would be the way to do it from my perspective. Obviously, I'm not a GM. And so the message is clear. They're not giving up. But I'm here to tell you, as host of this show, from an honest perspective, it is a mountain that they are going to have to try to climb the rest of this season. And so we'll see. We'll continue to track the greater good. And uh, I guess we'll see how things play out here the rest of the way. But that will do it for today's episode. Again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure to vote in the Sports Podcast Awards if you have not already. Locked on Wild is one of the finalists for Top Hockey Podcast of 2024. Link is in the description as we talked about in Monday's postcast. Uh, we have some more information coming up about how you can be part of the show. So stay tuned for that. We're ironing out the final details and hoping to get that started here uh, coming up next week. So stay tuned for that. And uh, thank you as always for being a uh, an active part of what uh, has made Lockdown Wild just one of the the fastest growing shows here in the uh, state of Minnesota. We're gonna keep it going. Because without listener contributions, that's, that's the entire reason this show is as successful as it is. So, appreciate everybody hopping in, as always. And uh, we'll catch you for the, la- the newest episode of Locked On Wild. You can find all of our content on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. And you can enjoy new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.